Hey man, give me an egg over my hammy. Yeah, like an egg over my hammy. <laughs> no, nigga, an egg over my hammy. Nigga was like, it get it here in 19 minutes or some shit like that. And nigga dude, I was like, alright. What's the thing about Adam? Uh, <laughs> nigga would always say bye when he hangs up the phone. Like, no matter like, bye. You can't do that to have a nigga. <laughs> Respect you, though, no, though. No. Like, I'm gonna pass when I see that at all. Bye. Cause I think that's a bye, nigga. No, nigga, it is. Saying bye is funny. But the thing about it is, the thing about no bye is, this actually might be a podcast topic. The thing about the no bye is, it's hard to bring closure to the conversation. Like you go by two three rounds. All right, man, bet for sure one. All right, for sure. Like, you'll go, like, two or three rounds because there is no buy. I don't do that. It's better than buy. And you, I don't go yeah, couple rounds. You've never got caught in a, in a do-while loop of exit exit salutations? I don't want to talk about it. I mean, uh, maybe once in a while, but not enough where niggas need to start adding uh, buy. buy to their fucking <laughs> vernacular, nigga. Like, no, nah, nigga, like, no. I only say bye. Only, I've, I've only time I've been saying bye. In fact, I've been saying bye-bye. Is during these interviews. Well, no, think, but think about it. How do you end the conversation? Like, like how you end the conversation is very important, especially when you're talking to a bitch. How do you end the conversation? What's your What's your end salutation? I only talk uh, to the one. My mama got to use the phone. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> it's always been all right, man. All right. Well, I'm all right. Well, I'm all... <laughs> so I always start off with a all right. So then it be all right. You about to get off the phone? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you already hear the all right. Try that. All right, man. Right, right. I'm about to go, uh, <laughs> nigga, right. mow my cat. So, I'm going to get your boy. <laughs> and then be like, all right, damn, bro. All right. Wait, man, I got to tie my shoes. What? <laughs> what? When a nigga starts back talking, and me, all right, then that resets the conversation. All right, man. Seconds. I know a couple of motherfuckers who, who will reset. <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple of motherfuckers that will remember shit we tried to get off. All right, one last thing, though. Like, nigga, no. Hey. Hey, yeah, boy. Niggas enjoy talking to you, then. That's all that is. And they do. That is. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have that problem. I'm not, I'm not if a there's a nigga person. you ain't talked to in a while, you know you're not about to talk to that nigga again for another while. It, it's cool to get it all out of one. Yeah. But yeah, it's time true. to go. It's time to go. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I hate when a nigga ha- I hate when a nigga has something to ask, like needs a favor or does something, like needs something, and then he waits for the salutation yeah. to ask for it. They were like, hold on. Like, niggas do like two two random questions. Oh, man, so how's your mama, man? Oh, all right, cool, man. When was the last time we talked to Wood? Oh, we got a podcast shit. Oh, man, cool, 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 cool. All right, man, oh, shit. I'll let you let on, man. Be like, oh, hey, but, uh, hey. No. See, I start uh, off I start off in full Verizon Comcast mode. I heard you live in New Orleans, right? Like, oh, nigga. Nah, I need yeah. to stay at your house, nigga. Nah, on the first on the first salutation, hey, what up, boy? Oh, man, I'm chilling, man. What's going on? How can I help you? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> How can I help you? Is? How can I help you is good. I, I like that. It's just it's disarming, and it's also kind of like it's kind of like it's a little bit cold. It's what do you want? It's what you want. It's empire. 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 It's
to give us a comment a like a love on any of the platforms go ahead and send us a nice little message uh this is episode 115 gentlemen well with the white voice what up Five thousand it's your boy j joe you mad that she ain't even have a whip right on so um we didn't pot last week it don't matter um how's everybody doing <laughs> hold on it does matter people <laughs> Really get upset, man, when we don't pod, man. I, I was on a whole DJ live, and nigga was like, you don't hear DJ live, a nigga, where the new episode at? Like that. Yeah, but niggas get on your head by these oh, episodes. Happening. What happened last week? We didn't talk to each other last week. Wasn't that a debate or something? That's what there was a debate. You wanted to watch the debate, Jeff. That's what happened. Wait, no. Yep. That's that... what happened. You said, I kind of want to watch the debate, and we didn't pod. <laughs> that was on Thursday. It was yeah. a Never mind. It was a couple of days of a couple of things. Didn't you have like something you needed to prepare for, or did you just get some employment status changed or something? And then we had to go to the next day, or was that this week? No, I got got the job. That's what it is. Whatever is Chef's fault, he never wants to talk about it. Just assume if that nigga wants just like yada 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 while we're being pod. But if it was you, transcript. It wasn't my fault. If it was you, that nigga. Quick. Um, yeah, I did get a job offer this week, so that was good. Um, so I'm no longer a part of the unemployed workforce. So, is unemployed workforce uh, oxymoron? No, nah, I think it's, that's what they call it. Like, it's still a workforce, it's unemployed. Uh, I think that's just how they categorize. I'm still going to um, collect all my unemployment. Are, are they checks. still the workforce? Is that right? I think they're the workforce. They're eligible to be a part of the workforce, but they're unemployed. I mean, you said it confidently. It sounded great, but it doesn't seem like they're a workforce. No, so they're still they're basically a saying he don't know. Is that what you said? That would sound like I'm gonna right. Google it. Do you have do you have a job? No. No, I'm serious. Like we just gave you a round of applause, but is it like pending or like they made you an offer? Like, no, they made me an offer. They said you um, accepted. Yeah, I accepted it. I just got to do my piss test tomorrow. I've been doing studying for oh, it. So that's what the nigga asked man. you. You got a job pending your, your papers coming back clean. That's what it is. Yeah, I got to make sure my pee clean and I'm good to go. But, drugs. So why are you so confident? First first and foremost, that's y'all niggas been lying on me for the past two days. I um, haven't had drugs for six weeks, which is really kind of fucked up my life in several different sorts of ways. So... <laughs> Because you, because you, you was, because that's the longest you've been without either weed or cocaine, correct? Never had cocaine in my life. I'm a nation of, oh, that, right. what's that called again? Uh, uh 5,000? Bunk? Uh, sure. yeah, sure. <laughs> Booger? <laughs> I never had bunk. Dirty. I never had, never had dirty, never uh, smoked moles. That. that you know of, or that you're willing to discuss on the podcast. I'm I'm pretty transparent on the podcast for the most part, and I will say I I've never the, done coke for the most part. But you can't say everything because you don't talk about the heroin. 
Yeah, it's for the most part for me. Um, and since you're so transparent, can you tell everybody what you have on, what you decided to wear to pod today? This is what I've had on all day. So, oh, this whole thing? Oh, so describe it. Describe. How would you describe what you have on? I got on some shorts, and I got on an um, Under Armour t-shirt. And they got on a fitness t-shirt. T-shirt? So, it, so is it a t-shirt if it doesn't have sleeves? It's still a t-shirt. What, it's, it's an eye shirt? A shirt. Tank. A eye shirt? What? What do they call a shirt? What do they call a shirt if it ain't got no sleeves? I don't know. An A shirt. It's an A shirt. Yeah, I'm about to oh, say, I never heard it's called an A shirt. An I shirt. It's called an A shirt. It say that shit on the on the package. An I shirt is a t shirt. This is like a. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Without the bottom part. Right. <laughs> anyway, I have on a shirt that I worked out in, and I never changed clothes. So. So do you have more shirt or more skin showing? It's just so transparent. I have on more. I have more shirt showing. Uh, I would. I would debate yeah. that. Because what I'm saying arm. is all scam, but all right. Just all you know, yeah. It just you know it's late. It's late at night, kind of Eastern. It'll be later when we're done with the podcast. Wash your ass before you go to sleep. I'll probably do that. I hope it's. I will. I hope it's a hundred percent. I'm about. I'm about eighty percent. Don't say there's a chance that you go hop your dirty ass in the bed. <laughs> there's I, a I, chance, I might. Nah. I might. Yeah, I might. I might. Goddamn it. <laughs> Depends on how I feel. If I'm feeling good, I might just not do it. Hey, man. So I was talking about this on Facebook um, yesterday, something like that. And somebody was talking about, do you sleep with the flat sheet in the bed? Yeah. There are there are many people that do not sleep a, with the flat a, sheet. It's a new thing. It's like uh, after millennials, after, after millennials, uh, I do Airbnb. So they send like this Airbnb magazine out and they just talk about like, how people don't it's really the the new generation don't use the flat sheet it's just fucking the comforter and the fucking fitted sheet weird as fuck to me but the the, the flat sheet is what keep, keep you cool a little bit a lot of bit you need that flat sheet and the flat and sheet is also what keeps the funk off your comforter it definitely keeps that's what i was about to say so not everybody watches uh each visit uh that's not me because i am a super host but like, I'm just saying, like you don't want to, especially if you sleep butt bunky naked, like some of the niggas on the podcast, like you want a, a barrier between you and that comforter bottoms. Yeah, because you gonna get a little bit. Yeah, I know. Like niggas will throw them sheets in the uh, in the washing machine with some bleach. But, huh? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, this. I don't know how transparent y'all want to be, but like I gotta take, I gotta take my shit. Cleaners, man, uh, a lot of time too big to fit in the uh, washing machine. So if you know you're about to get some some uh, some poontang, man, do y'all like move your comforter like away from like where the nut might go, or y'all just be like, I'm here, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. It Somebody don't really matter. Where the covers, the comforter pulled over their shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> it be cold. Oh, okay. I still just want to know how this nigga got urine on the on, on, on that. <laughs> I'm still yeah, stuck on that shit. I forgot about that. They got finesse me. Nah, you know sometimes when your bladder be weak. No, what boy? And you're sober. <laughs> I'm talking you're not sober. Mm. But wait, so are you saying you pee the bed a little bit? No, I'm come on, because you know what? That that led with full transparency, man. If you're not going to be fully transparent, which you haven't been since I've asked you to be, be a little I, bit in the bed. 
I think I think you do sometimes when you're not straight. No, 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 not you. I have when I'm not straight. I have when I'm not straight. All right. There we go, man. Okay. That's what all that's right. what people listen for. All right. Yeah. For the truth, man. Because love you pee a little bit when you sleep. You tried to go uh, second person plural, nigga. I was like, no, 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 no. You, you singular pee to bed a little bit. It's all right. Fair enough. So, I oh, mean, hey, what? if if one of y'all homeboys pee <coughs> in the bed, you open your guest room to him. Or would you tell that nigga it's a Marriott down? He's already peed in the bed, or you just know that he's peed <laughs> in the bed? If you just know, I mean, like, say a nigga said on the podcast a bit, and then, like, <laughs> the masses heard it, and now he's coming to For all intents and purposes, 5,000 saying I'm, I'm no longer welcome in his home. What? I didn't say that. I'm trying to get now, the out of the room, man. Yeah, I, not- man I got this, uh. I got like a plastic sheet that goes over all mattresses, man, just in case that happens. So, man, I'm, you you good at my house? I mean, yeah, I would. I I wouldn't say you can't stay, but I would immediately wash off as soon as the facility. You can't have you kids paying and playing in bed and stuff like you know Uncle Chef pee in the bed, so don't be in there playing. But the thing is, if the pee gets to the mattress, nigga, like it, you you scarred. Like you gotta put that fucking protect on there. But then that's not a little bit of pee. Like if he if the pee gets to the mattress, like nigga, you pee peed the bed. You a nasty oh, yeah. motherfucker. What if you sleep, really sleeping naked? I'm talking about a little trick with just a little bit. Oh man, little little bit is relative to the person, nigga. Like you just throwing a little bit of cocaine like that. Like <laughs> to somebody who doesn't need drugs. Again, never had cocaine. To a nigga, nobody even said you had cocaine, dog. Yo. Y'all niggas literally said I've, I've had cocaine. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't I, just, I just said. I just said I'm glad that you're not doing cocaine now. That's all I said. I'm, and that, that I was probably. Um, I didn't say. I didn't say nothing about your cocaine habit. That's your business. I want to thank all the folks who prayed for me because I could feel that love. I want to thank the niggas who set me up on interview and um, you know, good look. You know, what I'm saying I appreciate all y'all. So is your OnlyFans gonna? Stay open or it's gonna close it. That, that's also not a thing. Post them, post them Peter Bear trickles for them. They'll pay five dollars a picture. <laughs> Jesus this nigga got a this nigga got a haircut and got on the uh, skinny. I don't know what this go man. You definitely doing your uh, swan song OnlyFans tonight. So y'all check in for the live show. Yeah, you going live? Well, shout out to the people hey, who, who gotta... did that during the recession so they could keep their shit together. Oh, man, we've been on this for like 20 minutes, and we got a whole docket full of shit to talk about. Speaking of shit. Oh, hold on, before you segue. What was up with the sound last episode, man? People were complaining about it skipping or the sound was... I listened to the episode. Up, that know. shit sounded straight to me. What were they listening okay. on? I, all right, <coughs> never mind. I usually listen to the episodes it's on not, Spotify, it's so... Not us, it's What's the number one tool in a software developer's toolbox? Google. Couldn't, couldn't recreate the issue. <laughs> <laughs> she worked when I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> Not in my team, but some other software. Right. So, um, what was I saying? I don't remember. Oh, and thank you for everybody still sending money to us. Uh, one day, maybe we'll figure out how much it is. Once we'll let us know. So, Speaking of clusterfucks, man. <laughs> Hurricane Zeta, man. Hurricane season still going on. As a Floridian, I must say. Seeing hurricanes um, damn near in November is a bit off-putting. Uh, I mean, I understand that hurricane season goes to November, but I don't think you, you rarely see hurricanes going this far. For one, for two, they they rarely go into Greek letter alpha. 
like the Greek letter alphabet. So we're at Zeta, just pretty fucking far. Um, I think it started in. Um, it didn't go through Louisiana, right, JJ? It went through like Alabama, I think. <laughs> I Nigga, that shit literally. Hey boy, that's what I was. Live in the heart of the storm. Hey boy, that shit. The eye literally passed over my house. Oh shit. Yeah. My That's bad. why I'm not in my house right now, and 90 percent of the city doesn't have electricity, man. So, oh uh, shit! Thanks for checking on me. <clears throat> I'm happy you're well, safe, man. Because you, he, you no, 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 no. So after a nigga marks himself safe on Facebook, I feel that you should not have to check on him. You did mark yourself safe. He marked himself safe. At that point, use on your own. So if you need some, if you need a, if you need some bloated meat or some uh, uh, or some potted meat or something, don't mark yourself safe on Facebook. So people will reach out and try to help you. Yeah, because niggas like, in Atlanta said I'm not straight. Like, no one's in Atlanta has marked themselves safe. Before I marked myself, because I couldn't tell because I didn't have any power at my house. I rode my bike because yeah, my car still in the shop to the grocery store to pick up some. Uh, sides because I had to cook all the meat in my uh, refrigerator before it went bad, so I had to fire up the grill. So rode my bike to Win Win Dixie and Rouse's, um, so I could use use. That's what you could, go ahead and ding. Now you want to use the fucking board. Win Dixie and Rouse's, um, <laughs> so I use their Wi-Fi so I could just you know call my mama and see if anybody had checked on me. And and I, I had an influx of text messages, but none. I guess one nigga didn't even know that it was going through New Orleans like a straight shot. Like that motherfucker took like nigga sixty five north up through my shit. Uh, but it's cool. It's so cool. so like why if you if you're under the bridge right now, why did you say like? Cause this nigga five stats reached out earlier, man. You trying to do the podcast? Oh man, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, whatever, man. Like, why didn't you say I'm currently make, under the bridge? Cause I make, cause I make, I make sacrifices. Unlike some people that just want to watch debates and shit and be like, fuck, fuck the people in the podcast. Damn, I, you know, it's cold blood. I said eighty percent of the, I said ninety percent of the city. I'm saying ain't got it, but I found somebody who had it, man, and I'm here. Just yeah. so y'all know, y'all can't see J Joe right now, but his his video camera is currently blacked out. There is no light in the spot. We know he has a a candle lit, and not like a sweet candle light. He's got like church candle that I yeah. Stole. Yeah, like a church candle, like a candlelight vigil, candlelight vigil candle. Catholic church, and I just took one out, and it is what it is. But and you're in the red velveteen blanket. So I don't have a. So donate to get J. Joe's lights back on. But with all due respect, donate. White boy showed us we got a whole cash card. We got a rush card with all that money on it, but we don't know how much it is. Uh, that's on that. Well, we don't. Wood does. So, so I mean, yeah. y'all keep. He said it was enough. He said we have enough in there. So, yeah. So enough. What we don't know. Let's get J. Joe back. Let's get J. Joe and the city of New Orleans back on its feet, y'all. We need to bring New Orleans back. Pray for New Orleans. Cash app with all due respect with a K. Put my name on. We gonna bring the city back. We gonna bring New Orleans back, y'all. With all due respect with a K. W a d r e s p e k. And pray for Atlanta too, man, because they they still ain't got no power either, and um they be stealing over there. Oh, pray for Rhode Island, Montana, Cash App, with all due respect, with a K. South Dakota, South Dakota like is really you, going through it. I feel like you shitting on my natural, on my natural disaster, man. Hey man, all, all lives matter, my nigga. All lives matter. 
got all niggas a podcast on the floor right now with a candle. It's cool. All right, go ahead. <laughs> he, he, you're a real nigga, dog. So, um, speaking of real niggas. Oh, but hey, but that was the oh. first time I've ever got blown by a Zeta. Padumi, whatever we got. Uh, I don't oh. got that one right now, but I can't. I don't think that's funny because Zeta's a little bit before yeah. we graduated. I say that was the first time I've ever got blown by. Yeah. <laughs> Give you a Shout out to Zetas, man. We love y'all too, man. <laughs> It's okay. So speaking of um, niggas, election day uh, is next uh, Tuesday. So this will be the last time we talk to you all. Uh, hopefully under the Trump regime. What it, have you placed your bets, gentlemen, on who you expect to win this um, this bullshit ass election? I don't think it's bullshit. Bullshit, right? It definitely ain't bullshit. I have, uh, I have but I, I've already cast my ballot. Yes. Good. I mean, but who do you think is gonna win? Like, what's what's your what's your gut feel? Honestly, man, I can't call it. I don't really know because, I mean, you got the polls and all of that stuff, like the little exit polls, where people say anything, and every time they keep saying, uh, you know, a specific candidate is in the lead or whatever, it just reminds me of that movie with uh, Chris Rock when he was running for president, and they were saying the dude was winning, and everybody uh, ran out to the motherfucking vote, so he wouldn't win. <laughs> so I just be thinking of that shit like that, but... uh. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I hope people really do the right thing. I think it's a clear choice if you're trying to do what's right. It might not be your favorite or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, goddamn, anything is better than this shit right now. Yeah. I, I mean, me, so, you know in my heart, you know what I, who I want to win. And I want Joe Biden to win. And I think he's got a great chance to win. But I'm going to go with the house. If I had to put money on it, I'm going to bet with the house. Because these niggas is actively cheating, right? Like, we can't just win by a little bit. Because we won popular elections before. Like, who was it? Al Gore won the popular election. Uh, Hillary Clinton won the popular election. We still didn't win the White House, man. So, it's not just about winning. We have to win significantly. Every vote counts, man. But the way these motherfuckers is cheating, hey, man, I, I put money on the house. So, I remember, so I listened to Stacey Abrams. So, when Stacey Abrams lost the governor, the governorship of Georgia... Um, she didn't go to work on TV or anything or, or expand her Twitter reach. What she did was she started a program where she focused on um, ending voter suppression and, and improving the opportunities for people to vote um, in the state of Georgia. And then she started to expand it um, throughout the country. And the big thing she says in, every, in all her messaging is the only way that we can go, we can be sure that we win this election, is that we vote in a way that the numbers need to be so over the top that it would be hard to like refute. So the early voting at this point is almost at 100 million people. Like it's breaking all sorts of records in terms of early voting numbers. So I feel good about that because I wasn't expecting to see such a huge turnout. And a lot of the people who are voting are Gen Z kids. Are these the kids that's never voted before? They're first-time voters, or it's people who never voted. So basically, in general, the numbers um, are are huge. Like there's like about 100 million voters. Um, and most of those voters consist of first-time voters or people who didn't vote in the 2016 election. So, or the election before that, could <laughs> be first-time vote. What nigga? Uh, it could have been people that never voted before. Never. Like, I'm talking about first-time voters who didn't vote. Who, like, I hate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be about people who didn't vote first-time voters who didn't vote in 2016. Tw- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. Or so, any before that. Maybe I'm just I'm just focusing on that those what I heard in the news and what I read. But 
Yeah, it's basically just a lot of net new voters, and it's. I think. I mean, it gives me hope. So I think it's a positive thing. Oh, I mean, have you voted yet? Have you voted yet? Me? Yeah. You. Yeah, I voted on the first um day of um Hanukkah. early voting. So we got two Florida voters. That's that's a swing state. That's awesome. Um, so I'm kind of like uh Wood man, like them niggas uh actively like if you ain't what's it if you ain't cheat you ain't trying like them niggas are really trying to win this thing <laughs> that's the bad part about democrats democrats they're not on some like like we'll do whatever it takes shit like them niggas are so we'll see man i mean florida's always gonna be a fucking cluster cluster fuck you know <laughs> you know florida go florida man florida but um yeah, I mean, it's great that everybody's, you know, you keep seeing these long lines, but it really only matters if you're in six states. Like Pennsylvania, fucking Ohio. Arizona. Yeah. I mean, Texas. I think Michigan might. Florida. Um, so we just hope that the swing states swing in our way. So they swing our way. So I'm hoping for the, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. You know how that shit goes. We shall see, man. I done already got my hopes up before and, and been like four years ago when that shit was happening. I was like, is this shit really happening? Because all the polls were like, oh, man, Hillary Clinton got this shit. Ain't no in hell. Yeah. United States of America going to vote for fucking uh, Donald Trump. And guess what white men and white women did? Yeah. And they voted for I didn't say Trump. that shit that night. I was like, he finna win that shit. And people are like, Greg, you're so uh, negative. I was like, I'm going to just give everybody a pro tip. Buy your ammunition now. It's already low stock. You already can't find it. You got to buy the expensive shit. But come Tuesday or whenever the annou- the uh, the results are announced, no matter who wins or who loses, ammo will be sold out the next day. You will let not me, be able to get it anywhere. It's going to be a clear winner when it's supposed to be. It's going to be some fuck shit. Just know that we're not going to get a real winner for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. After so either way, maybe either Friday. way, buy ammo. So I own a gun. What's a good piece of weaponry I can keep in my home that's not a gun? What? We already I don't have been a through this. You want a weapon that's not a gun? You want like a sword? I'm asking. We already been through this. That that fucking what was that? That tomahawk? Oh yeah, the tomahawk. Now you get your good shot oh, you tomahawk. If you go for the joint, if you get them in the joint, whatever you hit fall off. Oh shit! Yep. That, nothing. They ain't, there's not a joint on the human body. If you get in the joint with the tomahawk, it's falling off. Oh, nice. How many joints in the body? I don't know, man. That sounds like a question for you. What we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like a piece of chicken. Legs. Nah. <laughs> Are those joints <laughs> and fingers? Brand One, brand two, brand three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Like it. Is the neck a joint? That's a question. Where the base of the Spine means they hit their joint. One of y'all niggas got the iPhone 12. I just seen it. I'm about to just Google the shit. Um, hey, man, how many joints? You can talk amongst yourselves. Hey, Google, how many joints are in the human body? Between 250 and 350. Google just told me, but you you talked over it. You stepped on it, so now I don't have the fucking answer. And I didn't hear what you said either. What's the What's the answer? Uh, Google says between 250 and 350. Fuck, Why is it, says all, it says all those the actual number of joints in any one person depends on the number of variables. So it just depends on some people are double jointed, remember? Ooh, uh, double jointed. Yeah, but I mean we counted somewhere in the twenties. Like they, we're missing something huge to get to two hundred, three hundred joints. 
So well, they can technically that's because you ought to be thinking about bigger. Like, I'm double-jointed in my fucking finger, nigga. Like, it's got all the finger joints, toe joints. That's, that's not... where the baby was coming in at. Because I was like, what? why would it be a... I didn't like the lack of confidence. I'd rather just get one, like, one number. But, um, what, why were you talking about this? You know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm drunk. You asked for a weapon. Right? Oh, yeah, you yeah, started yeah. the so, bullshit. Thank you. You know, you know, you know what, you know what, uh, the most deadliest weapon? What? Pain. Remember that. Take mm. that to a gunfight. So I, so I can get my brains blown out? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. It's turning into the high episode now. Right. And, and I'm not high. Nah. <laughs> I don't like that. Speaking of high, Lil Wayne um, endorsed Donald Trump today, um, adding to the the, uh, the litany of rappers who have been on the forefront of representing <clears throat> the black community um, as a whole, for some reason, on either side. Um, what do y'all think about this? So we, uh, we've seen Lil Wayne, um, people tried to drag Ice Cube in there. Um, he, he, he pushed back, but you know I think he defended himself the best he could. But um, Lil Young Jeezy was... Um, at the table, um, dressed like Jane St. Patrick with, with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you know what I'm saying, representing the blacks, uh, Killer Mike and them. What do y'all think about that? What's y'all's point of view? I think niggas are just showing off that they have access to the president. Like, yeah. it's a power play. Like, oh, this nigga Jeezy talked to the president. Well, damn, I wonder if I could talk to the president. Like, niggas just like, it's just like buying a new whip, man. I think it's just a competition. I mean, and I'm not saying that these niggas don't have good ideas. But these niggas probably don't have good ideas. You know what I'm saying? They're not going in there with a binder for fucking social and political change. They're just like, oh shit, this nigga took a meeting with me. And then they go in there and like talk about some shit they read on a dinner napkin. And that's cool. It looks good. You know what I'm saying? Like you get to go on ball alert and shit like that that you talk to the president. But it would have been better if you talked to somebody that really has a fucking plan. Mm, I feel like uh, it's a lot of pandering. Like a lot of a lot of pander bears out here uh, to, to black people. I don't think Lil Wayne made the call to Trump. I think Trump people made the call to Lil Wayne. Like, uh, let's see how many uh, top tier rappers we can get to meet you right before the election. Um, and fucking Lil Wayne, man. I mean, that nigga been lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga said that he didn't even believe racism existed. Like, he never fucking experienced racism. And then they grew up in fucking one of the shadiest parts of town in one of the shadiest cities in the United States of America. So you see where he is, man. And I feel like a lot of niggas, dog, like once they get to a certain point in their life, a certain status or a certain acceptance by white people, I think I said it on here before, like that shit must feel so fucking good. Like white acceptance, nigga, like niggas, once niggas get it and like they don't want to lose the shit. So like, oh man. Like, if I do this shit with Trump, all these white people gonna fuck with me, fuck with me. It, niggas must really enjoy that shit. That must feel like a, a a cold lemonade on a hot day. I don't know what the fuck, but, like, niggas fuck with white acceptance. And it's sad because, like, why do you need that? But, I mean, and we shit. So. so, my question is, what nigger that was born in the late 70s, early 80s does he have on his team? That's a very specific generation of music. Like, Ice Cube, uh, Tip, and fucking Lil Wayne. Like, this nigga didn't ask Lil Baby to, like, come talk about no shit. Like, nigga didn't ask... Uh, yeah, his son... Well, his son's, like, around our age. You know what I'm saying? So, more than likely... I mean, his son like was an Ice Cube fan. Like, Donald Jr. likes Ice Cube. Allegedly. Wait, the, the, the slow one? No, not the slow one. The the, the um the, the cokehead. Ah, 
okay, I know you're talking about. So he he, he yeah, likes ice cream, together. So he, he probably likes Lil Wayne too. You know what I'm saying? So stop it. But he probably likes Lil too. So I think like when you're talking about like specific generation, that's that's probably coming. From, but the thing is, I don't think. Um, uh, okay, so I, I don't know if did you I watch the Dave Letterman um, interview with Dave Chappelle? No. It's on Netflix. I did not. That was my whole life. But he, but he was talking about that. Like he was like talking about how him being famous is like giving him so much security. Um, and that's what give. That's I mean that's what it is with these these rich famous niggas. Like they they have a cloak of security that normal black folks don't necessarily get to have. It's like being white. And if if you have that, I mean I'm pretty. He says that's something that's that's the only thing he fears losing. Um, because it gives you that a feeling of independence that you know and freedom that we don't necessarily always get. So that's what this that's what that is. It's self preservation. I mean, I guess I I can understand it from that point of view. I don't I don't necessarily agree with it, but I also don't have it. So you know, I'm trying to think of it in that sense. Good point. Why Why do we have Lil Wayne or whatever the celebrity of the day is out in front of fucking Gan and like? We keep rallying behind these celebrities and not even the best of the best. I don't mean we're rallying behind them, but Lil Wayne is not, has not, probably will never be the spokesman for black people. Like, that's not a role he's ever held. He's never been in social activism. I'm a huge Lil Wayne fan of his music, but this political thing, I don't think is really his, his lane. But yet again... And I mean, maybe this is some construct that the powers that be have created. We're all now looking to this rapper, and it's like, oh, this is what Lil Wayne did. I mean, we have, and no disrespect to Lil Wayne, but we have many more academicians and, like, intellectually focused, politically focused people. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can disrespect Lil Wayne. Rappers. No, nah, I mean, good shit, Lil Wayne might be a smart guy. I don't know Lil Wayne, but nah, he we got other people whose intelligence and smarts are more tailored toward this particular plight that we're facing right now. That's how they perceive us. Well, I mean, I think, I think that he is our best and brightest. But that's how. But that's also how we come off them. That's what we follow. Like if they if they look at who influences young black minds the most, it will be. Entertainers first, musicians first, and then sports people. But then also, I mean, that shit might also collapse because you're going to get to a point where you're going to start reaching out to these celebrities who maybe they're following doesn't vote or cannot vote or, you know, any number of things. It's just shit's kind of wild to me that it even gets that much press. I mean, I know people just here on a local level that I would rather put on international platform that would garner more positive attention for us and Lil Wayne. Like, we're we're weighing, like, we're talking shit about Lil right now when we could really be communicating an idea that somebody shared. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what did Lil Wayne even do today? What did they talk about? You know what I'm saying? We just keep saying Lil Wayne met with the president and he sold out or whatever. Did they meet? Did they discuss they something meaningful? I mean, what? so what were they talking about? So, I mean, I'm a paraphrase, but the quote I got was, we shared ideas and I like where we're headed which says really nothing at all. It was really like something really kind of, you said a whole bunch of stuff that had very little meaning. Like it was nothing specific. Um, just very general comments were made. So <laughs> I, I didn't get any from, anything from it, which means they probably got nothing from it too. But yeah. we've been providing yeah, ideas for a, lot, a couple man. hundred years. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we keep coming up with new ideas. They haven't 
acquiesce to the ideas that we gave them a century ago. Like, I, I don't know why people think that the idea is the problem. Like, oh, let me just throw another idea over there. Maybe this is the one that'll get them. Like, no, it's the same. we've had the same ideas for fucking 150 years or some shit. You know what I'm saying? They just don't rock with the ideas. It doesn't matter how many times you microwave that shit. It's going to it's gonna be the same answer every time. Um, they keep screwing us over. Uh, speaking of screwing, uh, so last week, I know we didn't pod, and, and I'll, I'll, it's my, it was my fault because I wanted to watch the, uh, the whatever. But... We had to say something about Jeffrey Tubin. Like, so Jeffrey Tubin is, um, he works for the New Yorker. He's a, uh, it, it was New Yorker, right? It was New York Times. Oh, yeah. It don't matter. Oh, New York yeah. Times? One of them. But he's also, he's also a legal analyst for CNN. Yep. So I've seen him on TV more. I didn't really know he was a writer. I always known, known him to be a legal analyst for CNN. And they were doing like a mock up for um, some sort of panel discussion. And during that mock, mock, um, panel discussion i guess he thought he turned his he thought he left his zoom and he put his put the camera down towards his his dick and went went to work on it um wow that's how you phrased it <laughs> right went to went, work went, on his ma- dick masturbated went no that's fine work. no that's it's very colorful uh, uh, he went to work all right and uh ultimately he started losing his he i think he got um I don't know. He, was, he wasn't fired from CNN. I think he was like suspended from CNN. He was suspended from everywhere um, for beating his dick on on camera uh, during work. <laughs> I gotta say, man, that's why niggas want oh, that yeah. that white shit because, <laughs> goddamn, if a nigga like me was beating my dick on camera, hold on, what was it? Like being white, right? Right. Right. Sorry, man. Right. It's all it's all good, man. Not, not y'all, y'all gross. I'm talking about the privilege of. I thought you were talking about cocaine. Yeah, we're talking about cocaine. Oh no, no, no! I thought you were talking about nut because you're talking about oh. a nigga jacking his dick, and then you was like, hey, "That's why I want that white shit." Oh, no, I'm I'm yeah. By the way, all y'all fucked up. I wasn't up. judge because your kink is your kink. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about privilege. I'm talking about privilege. Oh, the right. ability to be able to do something like that and not lose your job or get arrested or some bullshit like that. I think when a nigga like. Um, I caught doing that shit. My life will be over. But you, but you jacked you. You have admitted that you jacked your dick at work before. At work, yeah, but nobody at the facility. Nobody saw that you think. (laughs) Right, maybe somebody saw that they did report you. Maybe you do have a little bit of privilege. (laughs) Right, right, right. I don't have privilege. I remember I'm the guy who got um, fired for for saying you crackers ain't shit. He's got a point there. But you've also had 12 jobs in 12 months, so which job are you talking about? That was just the latest job, but like, you've been jacking off at different jobs for years. <laughs> so it's like, it's, okay, so we got a problem. Every job lie. That's not true. Man, come on. So man. when you was a consultant, you, you beat your meat at all the different clients. Just at the home. It was at. Um, <laughs> it was at. It was at T-Mobile. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, T-Mobile's now my phone carrier. But anyway. Um. But what's proper Zoom call etiquette? Like, what do you? Not beating your dick. Just... Beating your dick is nowhere close to Zoom call yeah, edit, that's, etiquette. That's nowhere etiquette, nowhere. <laughs> so let's take that off the table. Right. Any other oh, fun tips you want to share? So it's kind of like the whole thing where they say any mic is a hot mic. That saying, it's the same thing with like webcams and shit. Like, 
There's nothing wrong with beating your meat in the other day or the work day, especially we're all home. There's no, I mean, shit, if nothing's popping off, go ahead, rub one out. But you got to understand if there's a camera in front of you, I don't give a fuck if there's a window open. If you're on a Zoom call, treat that shit like it's fucking loaded. You know what I'm saying, my nigga? Either remove that shit, unplug the USB, or just leave the fucking room. Nigga, listen, every time I'm done with this podcast, I unplug everything that goes into this laptop like it's a fucking uh, bomb, man. Because this like, where it goes down. Because one time I left a plug and I, and I was like, I just heard that. I said it on my phone. Like, I don't know. But, you know, yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Better safe than sorry. So um, if y'all you know, do hear the episode, the next time you hear the yeah, episode... The choppy part is not the sound, it's J. Joe's connection. Okay, so it wasn't just me. Okay, yeah, cool. don't blame that on the podcast. Oh, so I, that whole thing was, y'all didn't hear that? Yeah, no, 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 really. he got real choppy. But hey, man, you know what I'm saying? We feel you, like, yeah, unplug that shit. We got that part. That's the most important part. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it again. All right, unplug you. Okay, fine. And also mute your, make sure, make sure your shit mute, too. Like, no. All right, cool, cool. Right, because you get on the phone for that. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Four cools in a row. Cool, 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 cool. Right. And, um, hey, cool, cool. You don't want your co-workers to be like, yeah, I want to like, you know what that shit. Now I think about it, I think I said something inappropriate during the call where I thought I was mute. Oh, shit. What did you say? Not, not, wait, not at the job you about to go to. No, no, no. My last oh. one where I, I got laid off. I think I said, this motherfucker think he know everything. I think I did that once. Oh, God. Boy, you God ain't damn. Right. Right. Shit, yeah. I deserve that, boy. Hey, boy. Well, maybe hey. I deserve. Now you admitted it. <laughs> now you admitted it. Damn, I did do that shit that one day. Never mind. Anyway, um, don't be like me. So you Poor thought Lubin. your mic was muted, or what happened was it was like the beginning of the call, and this dude I don't fuck. I just motherfucker I didn't fuck with. Was like, hello, Gregory, or whatever. I'm like, what up, man? And I'm like, and usually that's why. Press mute. You no, know, you just unmute and mute real quick. I think I was like, this motherfucker think he know everything. Mm, nah, I don't know it. I don't know how to do it like that. I know how to mute and be on mute before I start talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Um, I don't you know how to do it that way. You, I don't know that way. <laughs> you know how you close your eyes? You just hit mute or mute. Like, <laughs> four, 20 times, you see what happens? Yeah, you think you hit mute, but you really hit shit. But you really hit shift instead, and, you know. Anyway, so anyway, uh, change the subject, man. It's embarrassing. Um, it's especially funny just because you just discovered it. Yeah, you know how you re- the way my brain works is I forget like shit like that that be traumatic or fucked up. Like my brain just erases it. Uh-huh. So, what else erases that shit in your brain? What? You say you know what else erases that shit in? Cocaine. Drugs, exactly, exactly. Anyway, what were you saying? Well, okay. Yeah, I don't do cocaine, but anyway. So, um, let's change the subject, man. Uh, there's been another versus um, scheduled, I guess. Um, versus season two is underway, and I guess when is it? The 18th, or it's it's a few weeks. I think it's the 18th of November. They're gonna have Ti versus Jeezy uh, for the Trap King of Atlanta, I guess. Um, so. You know, I'm excited about this one. I, I'm, 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 I'm uh, not, you know. I am. I'm, I'm cool with it. Can y'all hear me? I unplugged that other microphone. Can yeah. y'all hear me yeah. now? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, 
So yeah, I I I definitely fuck with it. Initially, um, I thought Ti was gonna be too much for Jeezy, and then somebody put up like a a fake maybe twenty songs a piece or fifteen songs a piece of what they might uh, come with, and then I realized like Jeezy might like be just uh, and maybe like in in like not landslide fashion, but I think it might be like. There won't be any debate about it. So um, it's just Jeezy has like them fucking dope boy hits. Like that's gonna go over well in a battle. Yep. Uh, as Ti's hits like uh, um, like um, whatever you like and all, all the shit he did after um, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, that album. He got real like ludicrous bubble gummy. I'm making shit for the radio type songs, and that's not what Jeezy's gonna come with. And that's I think if T.I. stuck Tom Serious, it would be more competitive. But I don't think that's... I think he's proud of his later one. I think that's where he's Yep. And that's not going to go over with. When the dope boys go crazy. Like, when that shit starts off... No, nigga. He should just start off like that. So, I'm, I'm going to put my money on... Jeezy need to go ahead. Jeezy need to go ahead and get Obama on there and run my president's black, which was the coldest performance. That was... T- uh. So, I mean, I... I always generally say I never really look at them as a battle per se. This is definitely probably the one that I'll enjoy the most because I uh, listen to the two artists quite a bit and coming into prominence. <clears throat> um, enjoy it and have fun with it. I just hope they play like all the good hits. It, this shit really should be rocking from start to finish. Absolutely. All right, cool. Um, all right, cool. So uh, let me yeah. ask you this, though. Do y'all that these I Hold on, because the streets were talking about Jeezy and Gucci, man. Yeah, I think that that would have been better. Oh yeah, I think I would have liked that one. More. I think it would have been a better battle. All right. I feel like it was they're closer aligned, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, it. I mean, it. Well, like I say, I ain't really looking at it as him versus him type of deal. But yeah, that would have been another good one. Gucci got a lot of great songs. Um. But, I mean, for T.I., you kind of have to take into account his role in the trap music genre. So, in a sense, he's almost a little ahead of his time. You know what I'm saying? And then they got to see the framework that he built and expand upon it. So, by default, the shit is going to be better. You know what I'm saying? It's like a pro sports league. Niggas got more weights and technology and smoothies and shit now. So, they're going to be bigger, faster, and stronger. Off the, just because. <clears throat> Oh yeah, this yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard one here. Yeah. Right, cool. So, um, I know we were supposed to watch the the, the Boosie Tyson interview. Now, I don't know, y'all listen to the Mike Tyson podcast on the regular? Not on the regular. Yeah, I know the po- podcast. Right. Besides ours, yeah, okay. So y'all don't listen to it? No, no. Oh, what does it mean? Mike Tyson podcast is, is um scary as fuck. Like, I know he's in Halloween season, but that nigga is a psych- is a psychopath. So when I saw the clips from the um, little Boosie Tyson interview, it wasn't like some shit where it was shocking how crazy the conversation was. Um, but to give background, they um, they had, they, they had a, a pretty long, extensive conversation, but a, there were like a lot of folks posting a clip from it um, kind of centering on Boosie's um, point of view on uh, Dwayne Wade's daughter and him talking about him uh, her being like a trans little girl and how 
it's inappropriate and things of that nature. And, and Tyson was sharing his point of view in terms of how he felt that was inappropriate for him to speak on on someone else's child and things like that. Um, and they had, a, I think, they had a very straight up conversation. But Tyson was doing his typical kind of intimidation tactics. I don't think it phased Boosie like that. I think he was being respectful. But it was an interesting. But didn't he didn't he like juxtapose like what he said about Dwayne Wade's kid to what Labusi was doing for his son? Didn't he buy his son like a prostitute or something? Uh huh. He did. Yeah, and he was like, "How you gonna talk about Dwayne Wade's kid and you treating your kid like this? Like you think that's okay? Like on some shit like that?" Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Um. So about the overall uh, interview, I mean, I thought it was good. I don't watch it often uh, enough to know his interview style, but I do fuck with it. Um, I, I have that same question about Boosie, too, because usually when somebody has such a strong opinion about homosexuals and homosexuality, they're usually hiding something like within themselves. Um, but um, so I've said I've said the exact same thing about Boosie. You know, we've heard him talk about niggas having sex and, you know, he, he niggas having sex in the shower and, and like that nigga gave like graphic detail of what was going on when I'm like well shit nigga if I walked in and two niggas was fucking in the shower I'm gonna be like ooh my bad and you know what I'm saying turn around and go the other way like that nigga gave like play by play I was talking right so I saw one of my friends they were like well with him it could like really be like an ignorance thing you know what I'm saying like he's never evolved or had somebody talk to him to like evolve him into like a whole new mindset when it comes to that because to him clearly it's just i mean he say that you know he only said that because it's kids but i think if you really understood like the nuances of sexuality and all that shit like you'd have a, a whole different to me attitude about the whole thing um but i think that maybe it might so he might not have those homosexual tendencies or whatever whatever this might be like when he sees shit like that he his brain just doesn't process it and it's just just so foreign to him that he can't even like rationalize shit in his brain so that might be you know what we're talking about he, he's saying they wore a whole ass cap outfit to right. an NBA game and his brother's a kappa so like and he didn't see anything wrong with that so he's a nigga you know. man that's but that's the only way I can describe it, man. And everybody knows that one nigga. Like, he's a nigga. He's not going to change. He doesn't understand what you're telling him. You know what I'm saying? And that's Boosie. Like, that nigga's always going to be that way. He's aloof to to soft skills. So he's just, he's going to do whatever the fuck it is that he's going to do, man. <clears throat> but from the interview standpoint, I just, I, I mainly love the, 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 the part about Mike Tyson because in today's day and age, everybody think they got hands, right? And... <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll whoop this nigga ass. There's too many niggas that are walking the earth today that have just never been in a fight, but swear they can get in a fight at any time and just whoop a nigga ass. Mike Tyson is one of the great equalizers on this planet that I'm not about to just come talk crazy to this nigga because he'll fuck me up. Like, a nigga would probably rather get shot than get hit barehanded by Mike Tyson because just in the lore of, of life, you just feel like Mike Tyson will hit you and you'll go back to the fifth grade. Like, that's just... That's what's in niggas' heads. And I think niggas know that they can't talk reckless or they're not going to talk crazy to Mike because you don't know what Mike's going to say and you don't know what Mike's going to do. She's like, red table talk for real, niggas. Like, what are you what are you about to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, Bushi could have came in here and talked reckless, but you're not about to talk reckless to Mike. 
This nigga don't have a leash on. This nigga will fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I liked the candid conversation uh, because of that particular. Yeah, I saw that episode. I mean, I'm sorry, not that episode. It was like an interview <clears throat> video something. A uh, nigga from the locks, I think, was talking about when they thought they was going to stay out Mike Tyson. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? Oh, yeah. I saw that shit. And nigga, nigga um, I forgot. I forget the context of the story, but when Wood was talking, it reminded me of it, but one of the niggas, just look up, like, the locks and Mike Tyson or whatever. But basically, uh, this nigga Mike, like, they was all chilling and shit, and then Mike Tyson kind of started wilding. And then the nigga was like, damn, one of us going to have to stab Mike. You know what I'm saying? Because they was like, we can't go to the hands with this nigga, so right. somebody going to have to stab this thing. And they was like, niggas was trying to talk him down, they really want to do it. So the shit ended up getting diffused somehow, but it got to a point where niggas had to kind of make a decision that if this shit pop off, I'm going to have to stab Mike Tyson. Oh, you're going to have to escalate, nigga, because right. you, you already know just the price of entry is not hands. Right. You cannot show up with hands. You, you just, that's, 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 it ain't going to get you in the door. Not, not at all. And it seems like the, the thing I, I find interesting about his interviews is he's like he's a he's a really smart dude. Mike Tyson is a sharp cat. Spiritual and things like that. I appreciate all that about him. The thing is, it always feels like there's an underlying hostility. Like you're always on the edge of getting your ass beat when you like you could just be chilling, but you thinking shit sweet, and all of a sudden he'll just like haul off on your ass. Like he has a pit bull in him. Yes. No, not just a regular pit. He's a pit bull rescue. It's like oh right. That's that's perfect. I was gonna. So yeah, it's like a pit pit bull rescue. You know what I'm saying? And you in a room with a pit bull for the first six months. And you be like, I get motherfucker water, but at any point, something's gonna trigger. The same thing as being like in a lion cage, like you know, at Stephen Roy, like you raise these motherfuckers up, you good, but like when you in a fucking cage with them, you know the motherfucker can kill you at any time if they want to. So you gotta be on your fucking p's and q's. So when Mike Tyson asked that question to Boosie, who? And the other time, they're like, I don't man, fuck that nigga, man, I'm straight as an arrow. He still said, oh, man, I'm straight as an arrow, but he said it like Very that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, because like, you don't want to say anything. And Mike Tyson talks soft, and, you know, he has a little bit of a high-pitched voice, so, you know what I'm saying? So he's talking to me, he's like, what makes you who you are? And he's like, oh, nigga, I've been a hustler. No, no, no. Who makes you who you are? Like, and that nigga gets real introspective, you know what I'm saying? He's like... A, a little nigga, when he was little, his mom gave him a hat with a, a, a feather in it. Uh, he thought it was the flyest shit ever. He said, that's why he likes to dress, he said. And then one day, somebody he, who he thought was his friend punched him in the face and took his hat. And he said, so from then on, he's always been this insecure little kid. And going back to what, like, um, Wood was saying, it's like, he, like, everybody wants to act tough. Like, he tries not to act tough now. But you know what I'm saying? He's like, man, I'm a bitch. Deep down, you know, I'm a hoe. I know I'm a bitch. You know what I'm saying? But he does the opposite of what everybody else. He's the nigga that definitely like kill you with one punch, man. So <laughs> right. it was it was very interesting, like watching him interview and uh, yeah, it, it was cool, man. And I like Boosie, man. I like Boosie. He, he just you know he just you know he just kind of in the hope hope hope. hope hoping that, like I said, he's evolving with shit like this, because I, I think he probably like, be thinking to himself, because Mike Tyson was like, I agree with the things that you're saying, but it was like, oh, fucker, to comment on somebody else's 
Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm no like, like why do I deserve a you know shit? And that kinda goes back to um break breaking up. Breaking up. So. Breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> so what else is up, Chef? Halloween. So we're gonna have Halloween in the age of COVID this weekend. Um I mean, I know we usually talk about plans, and we've been doing this like four years now, three, four years. So, y'all doing anything specific for Halloween, or is is the shop closed for y'all in y'all various cities? I don't know yet. Like, we're still waiting on the playbook. I mean, you can't have Halloween by yourself. Like, you can't go trick-or-treat by yourself, yeah. right? Right. A neighborhood or a, or a locale has to actively participate in that. So, we looking around the neighborhood, I'm like, I don't see niggas with a whole lot of decorations up. You know, we have, you know, we got to go on next door and be like, are we doing this shit? You know what I'm saying? We do have more uh, external things. Like there are more like little parties or whatever at school that the kids can do. I do notice that they're doing more organized activity. But as far as like the regular shit, I don't know. We might just go drive somewhere with some folks that we know for Halloween, dress up and share candy. Like that's looking like what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have any plans. I was going to maybe just get like some candy, put that shit at the door. People like come up, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not really too keen on interacting with people uh, in that short space, like uh, that trick or treat normally entails. Not strangers anyway, but um, tonight, tonight or last night, I was coming home. And I passed by this church, and I mean, that shit was packed. Like, they had some kind of little fall festival thing outside, but that shit was like, you know, your fair or whatever you go to. People was, like, packed and that shit like that. And um, I don't know. I mean, maybe they all feel comfortable. Maybe they're all members of that church, and they've been worshiping together or something. But um, I don't want to risk it. Like, came too far. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I was about to say. I know New Orleans is right, wide open for Halloween, but obviously you're not. Damn, her. What y'all might? What What are the plans in New Orleans for her for Halloween? Oh, baby, we busted wide open here. Baby, we going all in. Um, so New Orleans was at like a three, I think, on the COVID scale, like kicking it or whatever. Um, so I'm pretty sure, like, friend, like I'm sure they got. Uh, fucking power downtown, and uh, so pe- I'm sure people go down there. Probably won't as extensive as it has been, but New Orleans fucks with uh, Halloween tough. My homegirls having a, a party, so I'll be DJing a little bit uh, one night. Nice. Uh, hopefully, you know, it won't be a spreader event. Hopefully, people uh, um, you know, distance themselves, and you know, it's gonna be inside outside. But you don't have to take my word for it. Want to be featured on Asking for a Friend? Shoot us an email at with all due respect with a K at gmail.com. If your Asking for a Friend is hot enough, it'll be featured on the show. This week's asking for a friend 
is all about strong, independent women's. Women's, women's, women's. Uh, it all kicked off when I believe her name is Saweetie instead of Sweetie was talking about if your man not buying you a Birkin bag you might as well throw that nigga in the trash or the garbage disposal or wherever you put your recyclables cause that nigga ain't shit so it was a whole bunch of like Birkin talk and should niggas be buying Birkins and whatnot? And then that was followed up with, "Is a can a woman truly be independent if her man is paying all of her bills?" So, with that said, what say you fellows? What was the first part of the question? Birkin bag. So, does anybody know what the average cost of a Birkin bag is? I literally pulled one up. I, it's it's a cost of a, a Toyota Corolla. It's twenty thousand dollars. So that's the average cost of a Birkin. I don't know. Oh, you just pull one up. I just pull one up. <laughs> oh, I'm the resident young nigga. And what he's supposed to do? He probably know about Birkin bags. That's his thing. Um. Hermes, Hermes, Hermes. I think I got that right. Birkin bags are the most expensive bags in the world, ranging from forty to five hundred thousand dollars for a single bag. Well, Hermes, so forty bags for one bag. What's in the bag? Is it like a Inspector Gadget bag where you got like you go to Gadget and get new things? <laughs> I don't know, but I can't afford it. So thereby, I can't uh, speak to it. And that's the rules, right? Because I mean, I'm be a broke ass nigga and I'm a hater. <laughs> I can't afford it anyway. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, uh, shit. You didn't uh-oh. say something now. You have the floor. Go ahead. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So I, I can't... I can't really speak on it. I mean, I bought purses before. I never bought 40 grand worth of purses. But... So I, I don't have no problem there. You know what I'm saying? Your, your girl want a nice purse. That's cool. <laughs> and then part two... Um, I think you can be independent. Independent is a frame of mind. Independent has to deal with handling your own business because a nigga could pay all the bills and have to do every fucking thing else too. So um, you can be independent. It don't really, well, I can say it doesn't really. It has to do with money, but it's more of a mind frame more so than the cash. Ladies gotta know their personnel. So first off, this nigga five stacks is purse. Alright. I, I say I, I, I still say I still say pocketbook. So if you come across a nigga that says purse or pocketbook, you probably not gonna get a Birkin bag. I'm just saying, that's just the math ain't adding up. That's not the nigga you wanna deal with. And I'm not the nigga you wanna deal with for a forty thousand dollar bag. You can call me broke or whatever the fuck it is, I don't care what internet thresholds that you made up in your mind that this is what a nigga needs to do to win your fucking love. I really don't fucking care. I'm not that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I feel as though if a nigga buys you a 40000 to a half a million dollar bag, that's a dumbass nigga and you don't want that nigga anyway. I mean, even if I had the money, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if I had the money, why would I buy you a woman who I'm not permanently attached to or married to a bag of that of that value. You know what I'm saying? 
And I was hearing all of this shit. People were like, oh, well, you don't know nothing about breaking bags. Breaking bags hold their value. Like, who gives a fuck if something holds their value? Niggas don't buy houses and be like, ah, my house is the same price that it was last year, my nigga. Like, niggas buy shit that appreciates in value, not hold their fucking value. Who gives a fuck? But even if it holds it, though, what's the fucking market for used Birkin bags? Like, how liquid is that shit? Okay, it held its value. It's still worth 40 bands, and I go back and get them. Can't. And what if you broke your lipstick in now? Because I'm definitely, I'm telling you what I absolutely positively will never do. I might buy a Birkin bag, but I'm absolutely not buying a fucking used one. So, right. (laughs) That bitch can hold all the fucking value it wants. And I'm not buying a Birkin bag for the fucking investment opportunity. Because I guarantee you, if I got 50 bands or half a million dollars, there's a couple of places that'll probably give me more return on my investment than fucking Birkin bags. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You gonna open up a watch. (laughs) <laughs> like anything you know what I'm saying anything and like the thing about it is and I tell women all this time that they have so much power to kind of dictate what the market does there are dumb duck ass niggas that are about to spend day hard earned money there's a nigga out here that's going to spend 30% of his net income on a Birkin bag because that's what Twitter told him to do and that's sad somebody's going to do it that's sad Somebody um, did it. That's how I think it became a thing. So, a couple things, right? A couple things. Uh, am I breaking up? I'm just waiting for no, the break you, up. No, no, no. You, hurricane, you, you're not breaking up. All right. So, um, with the whole Birkin bag thing, like, again, know your personality. I agree. Like, if you fucking want a nigga that's worth $50 million, hey. That forty grand is just a, a, a drop in the bucket. It is what it is. Um, but if you're not worth that, right? Like if that forty thousand dollars is half your salary, you know what I'm saying for the year? Like why wouldn't you want something that's more liquid, or why wouldn't you ask him to invest that forty thousand dollars into you and into a business to personal growth anything i feel better if you ask to do the fucking bbl the brazilian butt lift or the 360 fat transfer or something at least you might be able to use that towards something get your instagram whatever shit up your only fans but if you just want a bag just to show other chicks that you got a birkin bag that shit's dumb to me you know what i'm saying like some women really like some purses, and I understand that. You know what I'm saying? You like your another Chanel nigga that purse, says purse, by the way. Purse. So we got three niggas that say purse. So <laughs> right. So you, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, you want you want a nice purse? Fuck it. Like get you. You know what I'm saying? We we She's can talk about like, nice purse, but like once you get to like territory, like you're not being smart about it. For you, for yourself, man, and I think that's where the, the problem is. You can't put no fucking crack phone in no fucking Birkin bag. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't put Toyota Corolla keys in a Birkin bag. Like all that shit gotta fit together. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, where are you uh, going with a Birkin bag? You about to get robbed? Uh, when I when I got married, we got married. Um, one of my wedding gifts were like. Tiffany keychains, right? Like, mm, it's nice, right? Nice. 
I wasn't driving no car worth no Tiffany keychain, so <laughs> that motherfucker stayed in the box. You know what I'm saying? It's just like this shit. Some shit gotta go together. Some shit too you know nice. You, it's too nice. Like you can't you can't have a Birkin bag and be missing your side too. It just is what it is. Like it is. <laughs> you just gotta. Uh, shit just gotta go together. Um, as far as being independent, uh, it's definitely not a mindset. <laughs> like you can have all the independence in your mind, but if you're still dependent on the motherfucker to to to, to pay for shit then no you're not independent now if you can find a old uh, find a dude that that's what he wants to do for you pay all your bills but just I say you can be independent have a nigga pay all your bills but you're still capable of doing it you just have somebody else doing it for you yeah I, I guess you can consider yourself independent if you have the potential energy to do everything for yourself i guess you can be independent but but you're still dependent because somebody else is still doing that shit for you yeah so by definition then you can't be so i take that back i don't know what independent woman means like what what are you independent to do like if you're an independent woman what can you do that you couldn't do as a dependent woman i I don't mean not being held down by the patriarchy but we don't what that, that doesn't make any sense like I know. there are women excuse me there are women that are in very they're in relationships with a lot of benefits where they don't have to pay a lot of bills or any bills at all those women still run their fucking mouth get on their niggas nerves do whatever the fuck they want to do and still fuck shit up there are women that pay all their fucking bills and are extremely independent they still say what the fuck they want to do fuck shit up, do whatever the fuck they want to do. I don't see the difference between, like, I have not seen the case where the woman is like, she's about to say some slick shit, and she says, oh, let me not say shit. This nigga pays all the bills. Like, I've never seen that situation. Women are, from what I've seen, women are very independent to speak their mind, do what they want to do, say what they want to say. So I don't know what the independent woman is, and I don't think a man paying all the bills is going to make any sort of change on a woman like how she approaches her man typically a woman is going to act the same way she acts towards her man the day that she kind of first engages this nigga you know what i'm saying she's already made up in her mind how she's going to treat a nigga based on how she's treated niggas her entire life you know what i'm saying so i don't understand the whole pays my bills or not pays my bills sort of thing like that's learned behavior over 20 30 40 years like there's nothing that a bill is going to do to change your behavior towards a man. I agree. Which is why it's stupid when women say, oh, well, I don't want to give you... Co- I got cook like, what's the shit? Cooking privileges and shit like that? Or I'm not going to treat you like a husband because we not married. It's like shit like that. Like, all that shit's bullshit. All of that's bullshit. It is. It's just an excuse not to, not to cook. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not a species of animal on the planet that can, once something happens, once we go into the church and say, I do, now all of a sudden I'm a different person and I treat you differently. Like, that's bullshit. There's not, a, there's not an animal on a planet that can flip and change who they are in 24 hours. That doesn't happen. And if there is a woman out there that believes, you don't know me, da, 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 you're not being truthful with yourself. You're full of shit because you're lying to yourself. You heard it here first. Will, but the white voice. Somebody told me that one time. They was like, 
they'll uh, do better once they get married. And I, I couldn't imagine that neither. Yeah, like, no. It, it don't make sense because at that point, that means you're just being stupid now on purpose. Yeah, it's stupid as fuck. It's stupid as fuck. It's willful ignorance. You rock with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. Um, with all due respect, uh, I've talked about this before and I talk about this a lot. Um, I saw some more memes again. It upsets me every time I see when people like, if everybody in your circle is not talking about net worth and uh, LLCs and passports and shit like that, then you need to get them out your circle. And I'm like, damn, I got to deal with this shit again. So my background is I didn't grow up with a whole lot of friends. I'm an army brat. So... Anytime you go somewhere, your best friends, 48 hours later at any given time, you got to be ready to say goodbye and I'll never see you again. Like, that's just the cold reality of your army brat. So, it's hard for you to really deal with friends the same way that everybody else deals with friends. So, I have very little friends, but the friends that I do have, I value them. I, I put a high value on the friends that I do have. I don't swap out friends and I don't add friends very easily. So when I see memes like this, like, it kind of rubs me the wrong way because I'm like, I, I, I look at life through a lens of death. You know what I'm saying? Like, one day you're going to leave this earth. One day we're going to be old. One day all we're going to have is the memories and the experiences that we've gone through together. You know what I'm saying? And those experiences and those moments have nothing to do with money. If you synthesize the relationship that you have with somebody down to money, how can you call them a friend? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just so cheap to me. And if you surround yourself with people who can only add to you monetarily, like, what type of person are you? Your friends are the same people that you have when you're 10, that you're 40, that you're 50. And one day we'll be 70 years old. We'll be old as fuck. You know what I'm saying? We won't have any money. We'll be on fixed incomes. God willing, we'll be on Social Security. There's nothing for us to fucking buy. There are no more LLCs, nigga. Like, our kids are going to be doing that shit. Are they not your friends then? Because you're not jet-setting and building fucking businesses and conglomerates and shit? Like, that's so cheap to me, man. And I just want people to rethink that shit that you post. I know that it's cool and everybody's about money. And if I don't want to fuck with you unless you're not making me a better person or you're not putting money in my pocket... That's a very selfish, that's a very cheap way to value relationships, man. Because one day you're not always going to be 30, you're not always going to be 40, and you're going to have to look at these relationships differently. So just take a second thought, you know what I'm saying, when you post that type of shit. And think about the type of person that you are and the type of person you attract when the only thing that's binding you together is money. With all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, I just want to give a shout out to... Uh, positive black man. Um, 
got a phone call yesterday that one of my best friends, his father passed, um, which, you know, whenever somebody uh, passes as close to you, you know, you do a lot of self-reflection. And um, his dad was one of, like, the coolest dads, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was always fashion forward, which rubbed off on his son. He um, just was just a real cool dude. And uh, coincidentally, his dad and my dad grew up on the same, in the same projects uh, in South Nashville. Um, so when we grew up, me and him ended up not knowing that. We found that out later on in life. But, it, you know, just kind of cool. So um, his dad would always open his house up uh, like every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, you know, we go by there, watch the game, had a cool little den. He really, you know, he kind of was soft-spoken, but he just had an air of just coolness, you know, just, hey, what's up, what y'all get into? Okay, y'all be safe, y'all do you type thing. And I've just been lucky that I've had a lot of uh, positive uh, men in my life. Um, I was talking to one of my homegirls and you know, she's going through a divorce and she was saying that her child's father, her children's father, um, wasn't the best role model when it came to like being a man. And so she was worried about, you know, uh, you know, how they gonna grow up when, you know, their example, you know, it didn't really do what he was supposed to do. And I was just like, well, with me, uh, like my dad was there, but I also had like my friends, dads and you know, just like men in the church and just, you know, uh, things of that nature. So um, I just want to uh, say shout out to him and his father, praying for for their family. And, you know, um, you'd be surprised, and this is to the, you know, the black man that's to the show, who who's paying attention to you. Um, so if you're out there doing the right thing, keep it up. If you're not, man, it's never too late to change. Uh, with all due respect. Is it my turn right now? Sorry. Because I did. I think I messed up a couple weeks ago. I forgot what y'all said. It's Chef's turn. Okay, my bad. Take it away. Chef's going to let you cook, though. He's going to let you hang out here. I can. No. I mean, I'm not really tripping. I know you like to do your thought thizzle and go last and shit. I don't. Um, with all due respect, um... Going along with the the thing everybody talking about friendship, I want to thank all like my friends because I think the thing is, especially with men, I don't know. I think we're our generation might be better than our parents or grandparents' generation, in the sense that we're not we're a little bit better in terms of like showing appreciation to your fellow homeboys, like showing like being like I love you, dog, like I appreciate you, um, and and giving words of encouragement, like. I think we're better at that. We're not the best. Like we're not, we're not touching women in that sense, but I think we're better than I give us credit. <clears throat> and I say it because um, when I got laid off, I mean, I, I mean, I'm 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 pretty even keel on the podcast, but I didn't take it too well. Like it was it was a it was a very stressful time in terms of having to uh, deal with like change that wasn't expected. And is very aggressive and 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 hard hitting 
in terms of like all the things that you need to worry about in terms of taking care of your family, um, having income and, and, and having a plan in place immediately and, and, and kind of, and, but still keeping your shit together. But, um, like mentally and, and financially, all that stuff like kind of crashes in, at once. So you have to kind of plan and be cool. But in the, in, on the other side, you still like, you know, you fucked up a little bit. So I had a lot of people that called me um, during that time that I just wouldn't expect to call. Like people just called and it wasn't necessarily just, um, it was like, you know, are you good? Like, do you need anything? Yeah, I didn't need anything. But it was mostly like, you're a good person, you're a good guy, you work hard, you do this, and da-da-da, and shit to build you up. And I think a lot of times, we don't do that enough for each other. Like, I think as men, I think there's an opportunity that we all need to take to make sure that you reach out to someone that you know that may be faltering. Like, we don't know, we all go through different shit, and a lot of times we keep that shit to ourselves. But I think there's a value in calling a friend and saying, you're, you're, you're going to be all right. You don't know what's going on. You have no idea, but you know, it's everything's going to be okay because I know you, I know you're a strong person and there's value in that. I would say that that's something that you need to do because I mean, we're all at the same age range. We're all in the same part of our life in terms of careers, dealing with family, good and bad. Um, and there's value in just reaching out to a friend, reaching out to your homeboy and giving them uplift. I don't think there's something that it's something that I don't think we as black men really have. I think in the media we get beat up. I think there that uh, we, we have to deal with shit like on the day to day and still have to maintain all this our responsibilities. So I think there's value in reaching out to your homeboy and just saying it's going to be all right. You're doing you're doing good things. I'm I'm praying for you, and it's gonna be good. With all due respect. With all due respect, uh, my people, whoever you may be out there, we're uh, due to the pandemic. You know, some of the shaming had kind of gone out of the way as far as like travel shaming. You know, just the various shaming that take place throughout a given year. But now we're, you know, it kind of picked up with the stimulus shaming. You know, those who qualify versus those who didn't versus those who wish they did. And now the latest shaming is income shaming because there are those of us, us in quotes, not myself, because I don't fit into this category, but those of us who make four hundred thousand dollars or more and oh my god what are we gonna do with this new tax plan like seriously man get the fuck out of here okay like i'm tired of this shit at this point because (laughs) a lot of the shit y'all be lying about i really don't be giving a fuck because i don't care but stop this shit man you don't make no fucking four hundred thousand dollars and still owe somebody from fucking fish plate at homecoming last year like cut the bullshit you know what i'm saying like let's vote for the greater good let's vote evil out you know what i'm saying joe biden might be evil as damn self but ain't much that nobody can do i feel like worse than the current sitting president so let's uh 
you know, cut the rhetoric and the bullshit out because unfortunately there are people that have these large social media followings that people actually like hang on to your every word and they might actually believe you owe $400,000. I mean, you make $400,000, but I know better than that shit. So, uh, cut the shit out and let's, uh, go to work Super Tuesday and bring it home with all due respect.